Hey, welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors that make this all possible. We want to thank Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. But Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, has reminders for parents about policies and phys physicals, and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance and even certification management for coaches. And for ADs, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. It's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake and get started working with Final Forms. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You know, Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year and also create the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreens, consoles, and an extensive library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let Vital Signs help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments by going to vitalsignswalloffame.com or call them at 614-981-3589 and you can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus, there's always been analytics, but there's a whole lot more. Huddle's also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student-athletes and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. You want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick and easy way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes that really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance 
that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your student athletes or your parents, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. And we want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your school by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. This week, uh, we're visiting again with a good friend, Jennifer <laughs> Jennifer Seiss. Uh, she is the founder of Mind to Define. She is a mental performance coach. She works with teams. She works with athletes, uh, works with organizations, and uh, really has some cool stuff to share. But uh, Jennifer, welcome back to Wednesday Wisdom. Thanks for having me. It's been a bit. So I've enjoyed listening to the ones since and I'm happy to be here today. Well, uh, we're excited to hear what you have for us. Again, you and I talked a little bit before we came on about, you know, the importance of, you know, the mental game. Uh, and I don't think there's a coach or an AD that would deny that, yeah, it really does have an impact on performance as well as mental health. But uh, what do you have for us this way in the area of mindset performance? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, as you know, I was noodling over <laughs> several ideas. Um, I always listen to the other Wednesday wisdoms and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, that's a great idea. And so I kind of had some of my own. And then actually I was at my kids choir performance last night and on a break, happened to check something out. And there was this article written um, that had a really um, eye-catching headline about, you know, what sports are doing to our kids. So of course I had to open it and end up being like, not what I thought really good. And I thought, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity. I know you had some guests in the past recent do it too. It, you know, mental health awareness month. Um, we probably need to be aware all months, but some, I'll take a month <laughs> where we can talk about it freely. Um, and hopefully we can talk about it all the time. And so I thought, you know, I, I can table what I had from before. I'd really like to talk about the, the role of, you know, what, what my role would be in that kind of journey for an athlete. Um, it's the place where, frankly, I struggled the most uh, as an athlete. Um, competitively, I didn't normally start, struggle too much with the physical. Um, if anybody's ever heard the get out of your head, you know, don't think so much, those kinds of things, then why well, was that kind of player? So, um, and would roll my eyes and be like, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> How do I do that? Um, so I wanted to really kind of talk about the view, what we have in the news, of course, is it's tragic news. It's right. It's tragic, horrible. I think about my 15 year old boy who wants to graduate early and go to college and maybe play. And I'm thinking, oh, can this, I don't, you know, could, I didn't think about this being a possible scenario and something he'd have to struggle with and could end up so tragic. Um, so what I, what I like to think, and I wonder about these players, these athletes who, you know, went went through what they went through. And I don't understand all of that psychologically. I'm not a clinical psychologist, but um, the way I look at it is um, 
can we possibly at some point in time head some of these things off by introducing more the idea of mental fitness. So I'm about to, as I told you on the call, I'm going to do, do a training tonight. I'm going to finish a training for a team and I'm excited about it. And they're going to hear the same words they've heard from me every session is mental is a skill. And that's where I lead. So it's not unusual for a player to come on with me or a team and to be like, you know, is something wrong with me? Is this just visualization? Is this, what is this? And it's like, I, I want to say unequivocally, it's a skill. And we can get really nitty gritty about it and say that mindset skill is a physical skill because all that connection and all that stuff happens is biochemical. It's all physical, but we don't see it until we see it. You know, we don't see what's happening until we actually see it. And we usually see it because we see problems, right? We see my player hits like a beast in the cages and cannot hit, you know, at bat. My, we can do this and this and this in practice or they're playing for indoor, but against a really good team, but then they go out to their select team and they don't do any of those moves. Um, so we know that that's all mental. None of that, um, maybe a little bit's physical, but all, most of it is mental. And what I thought that we could focus on today is, again, like talking about mental, where I'm coming from, isn't where we're getting clinical, it's where we're fit. Are we, are we mentally fit? And I thought it was really interesting that, you know, back when I played Jake and maybe back when you played, um, I just went to practice. Yep. <laughs> it was when softball, maybe we went to the cages and they were usually recreational cages. And as I got a little older, you start to see some of the, the, the sports change, right? Like training that wasn't offered before was being offered, you know, speed and agility. A friend of mine started a speed training and I was like, why would you trade speed? Isn't that just like, you just have it or you don't. And she's like, no, you know, all these things can be trained. We athletes go to the gym for strength. We stretch for flexibility. <laughs> Back when I first started, we didn't stretch at all. We just went out and played. And then we, you know, bore the consequences of that, you know, endurance, coordination, agility. Um, they go to the training rooms, right? There, there weren't in high school was kind of the first, I think it was my junior or senior. It was the first time we actually had a training room that you got your ankles taped. Maybe you got a little massage when something's tight. That was new. Hadn't had anything like that. So sports are evolving. And we do talk a lot about how much money and time as parents and coaches, we spend on all the extras besides practicing two or three or four or five times a week, all these extras that we do. And I think we're missing one. I think we're missing the mental as a skill. Um, and I really like my players, my athletes um, to think about it, you know, in terms of you go to, the, you pull your quad, you tell your coach, I pulled my quad coach says, go to the trainer, right? Um, you're in a game and maybe you get a concussion or a suspected a, a concussion. We're not afraid to talk about it. In fact, now we have concussion testing courses. I had to do that to get my license to coach in soccer. I had to take a course in concussions and try and show that I could maybe identify those. That wasn't a thing back in my day. So things are changing all the time. And I think for the better. Um, and I think that the, the one place, if I could really beef it up a little bit is to say, you know, from when they're young, add the mental part of the game, whether it's, you know, how we think, how we talk, what we do after failure, which is expected, you know, we're looking to seek for, for that 
that perfect skill in a way, but we learn best from failure. And it's surprising, although not surprising, how many times athletes cannot process that. And they have a hard time processing that this is a, a definite part of the entire experience that we have that. And so what I'm trying to do is normalize it in a way with all the players that I work with, that this is no different than going to a speed coach. It's no different than going to a hitting coach. It's no different than going to the doctor um, because, or my, I took my son to the chiropractor, his hamstrings are, he's growing like a, he's 15 and won't stop growing. And his hammies are really tight. Now I thought nothing about taking him to my chiropractor and saying, Hey, can you help my guy out here? Um, yet we have this block when it comes to the mental, we have this block that, you know, what player goes up to a coach because I didn't and say, Hey coach, I'm having a hard time when I strike out. Like, I just can't get back into the game. Like I'm struggling with that. And it's not something a player ever asked me or I thought to coach. And so I just thought that was maybe um, an interesting part. When I read these news stories, I was like, no, God, no. And I'm thinking, you know, what if anything early as possible, can we do as we coach and as we parent and athletic directors or also like kind of like club administrators, you know, as we set up our programs to support our athletes that we add this as an everyday skill, like we would anything else. And I wonder what you thought about that to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again, you and I have talked about this and you're right. Some of our other guests have, have uh, talked about different aspects of this um, from a performance standpoint, you know, let's be very cynical uh, and just look at, you know, wins and losses and batting average and, and all that stuff, you know, coaches are going to train technique. They're going to train, uh, physical conditioning, you know, all of those traditional things that you and I went through as, as athletes, in my case, a hundred years ago, um, <laughs> um, they will, I, I think ADs and coaches are also going to acknowledge, um, you know, things like motivation and self-confidence uh, again, from a cynical performance standpoint, sure. have a tremendous factor in success or, or let's say non-success athletically. And, and you mentioned initially this whole idea of, of mental fitness, uh, of emotional fitness. You know, I, I think that's where we like to operate. Uh, and again, as you mentioned, unfortunately, sometimes our kids are not at that point of, of mental fitness. They're, let's say, at, at uh, mental health, whatever that baseline is. And again, others are not quite there. They're struggling with um, as you mentioned, anxiety or depression or, or other, you know, very serious, you know, social, emotional um, uh, conditions. And, and how does the, the AD, how does the coach um, meet the needs of those kids? Well, um, if a coach was a, a, a pitcher in college or high school, and that's their forte, uh, they can coach the heck out of pitching, but they might not be the best hitting coach. So they're going to go hire an assistant that can do that. Um, the same thing in, in track and field or soccer or anything else, you're going to find assistants that are good at that. Right. Well, now I, I think it's very clear. And again, you alluded to this when you first uh, uh, started sharing is that um, we're not all experts in this area and, and shouldn't feel like we have to be, but right. we do need to address the needs of our student athletes. And that means, you know, finding an assistant, working with somebody in your community or, and, you know, finding someone like you 
uh, a mental performance coach that can come in and touch on those areas and, and help out at one level and maybe even refer uh, them to another professional for more help. So, you know, absolutely, it's something that should be addressed and needs to be addressed in today's student athlete. Yeah. And I agree there. um, And I know we're getting close to break time, but in the words of my daughter's former softball coach, um, and she just picked other sports and crushed his soul when she uh, moved on from softball, he's a great coach. And he actually brought me on to my first team trainings. I wasn't even considering doing those until he was like, um, I want to do this for my team. And there are two other teams in the club that want to do it It was awesome. Um, He loves to use, use the hashtag work on everything. And I think, like, isn't that what we should be doing? I mean, just because we did it one way long ago, I went to two practices a week for about two hours at a time. I think that was like a busy week. Right. And then later we introduce all these aspects and we say, that's really great. And that's really cool. And go to the trainer and take care of your body and take care of your, your fitness. Um, and I think that mental fitness is also something that we should spend time and take care on. Um, you don't have to be, have bad mental health to not be in shape mentally. Like you don't have to necessarily have anxiety disorder to need some assistance and some improvement with processing a mistake that maybe keeps happening in a game. And I think the more and more we do that, whether it's, you know, somebody like me, you know, what you'd call a special more of a special teams coach, right. Um, Or you have, you're able to introduce those things to coaches that they can also then weave into their practices, just like you weave in any other skill, the better off these players will be as the pressure increases because they get older. No, absolutely. You know, and that theme, you know, hey, let's get better, uh, certainly runs throughout all sports. For listeners, uh, we're visiting today with uh, Jennifer Size. She's the founder of Mind to Define. She's a mental performance coach um, and coaches in a number of areas. But we're going to take a quick break here from a couple of our sponsors, and then we're going to be back with some more mental performance coach tips from our guest, Jennifer Size. Please stay with us. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast and Wednesday Wisdom. Final Forms is the leader in registration and athletic forms, but they're more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms also helps your stakeholders with mobile accessibility and has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go with being an athlete. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. Once again, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started on the Final Forms team. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year, while they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. 
You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Jennifer Cease, a very good friend of mine and the founder of Mind to Define Mental Performance Coaching. Jennifer, again, we, we've talked about how athletic directors and coaches uh, readily acknowledge the importance of mental performance training, and then they'll follow up and say, well, if I only had time to do it, and well, right. you, know, you and I know that they need to start carving out time. And when they do that, what are some things that maybe they can do as coaches or ADs, or even what are some things that you can do for them um, as we encourage them to reach out and uh, get in touch with you? So uh, yeah, that's fantastic. What, and, just, and you're exactly right. Like I don't ever run into a coach or anybody in the sports world that doesn't think this is important, right? We, we, we know that. Um, but I would also, I challenge that view because I know that, you know, there are times we have to, as a team, sit down and watch game tape, right? And I didn't see that until I was in college. Like we didn't look at strategically how we played. And now when I go to fields, I see a GoPro everywhere, right? <laughs> like they're constantly reviewing that stuff. And we're not only reviewing it to improve, but we're, we're doing what um, Sue Enquist from UCLA says, we're giving the game back to them, right? We're teaching them how to manage themselves by watching themselves. So we do take time away from what, you know, the skilling and the drilling, which I, what I call the skilling and the drilling is all I ever grew up doing. And it is important, but at the same time, so are those, you know, the work on everything aspects, you know, we, we let them, we take time to have them go to the gym, uh, the gym, we take time to have them go to the weight room. Um, we take time and say today, we got to work on endurance team, we're, we're going to work on that part. So we do step away from the skilling and drilling sometimes or carve out time for other things that we know support the game. And I think if we can also acknowledge and, you know, convince ourselves that time away from skilling and drilling spent on the mental part of it, processing, performing under pressure, handling mistakes, because like sports, even at the college level, and I know we think sometimes at the college level by then you're done developing. I don't think you are. And I work a lot. I work with some college athletes, mostly high school and middle school. Um, and like the sports at is controlled failure. I mean, what a great way to teach our kids who are going to be our adults and our leaders one day about failing in a controlled environment to an, to, a, to an extent. I mean, because really the worst thing that happens is you feel bad and you feel like you let your team down. I mean, and that, that stinks. I've been there. You've probably been there. Um, but like, that's the worst thing that honestly happens from a mistake or failure. So to have it controlled and to teach them what most of those players lead with when I first start working with them. And I've even had um, one ask boldly in a training in front of her whole team is how do I not feel bad? Like it's emotion. So they're talking about emotion and even though I'm going to rain on Valentine's Day parade, emotion's not held in our heart. It's held in our heads and in our central nervous system. It all starts there. So, <clears throat> you know, the, my quick answer to them is you don't not feel bad. You, that's not our goal. The goal of mindset training and performance is not to get you from sad to happy as quickly as we can. It's from getting you to what just happened and then 
very quickly, right? So going from, I have it actually written down so I don't miss it. So imagine I had a, I just drew it up a goalie, you know, I'm soccer. So I've got soccer tonight. So I'm thinking about the goalie. Um, and actually I had a goalie in training um, in high school, um, bring it up. She felt like she let the entire team down with this one save she should have had. And it was like, my heart leapt a little bit because in that moment, members of her team turned to her in the training and said, we didn't feel like that at all. Like, I mean, we were upset that we got scored on, but we didn't blame you, you know, and it was an aha. And I just, you know, I was, I had the privilege of witnessing some team bonding with them and the coach and all it's all emotion regulation. And, you know, that bonding and teamwork and being able to talk about it um, as openly as you would talk about, Hey, our shooting percentage is off. We talk about that with no problem. So why aren't we talking about, about this? And then, like you said, for, um, athletic directors to be able to help their programs add this into that. But if you think about, you know, when the athletes I work with it and, and probably you've seen them over and over in your career, that it's, it's, we don't have any problem with the successes. Those are great. We'll take those all day long. It's when it's the letdowns and it's one thing, you know, um, to have, you know, a goalie makes a, let's say a, uh, bad, doesn't make a save. And so what we look for is to, to help her or him quickly regulate that emotion. The emotion comes faster than the thought. Feeling bad happens before you even can voice, this is what just happened. And then to quickly, and I'm talking about sometimes in a matter of seconds, get them to refocus. Did they have to learn a lesson, adjust, and then pivot for a new success? So it's really, um, there's a lady on LinkedIn who calls it emotional agility. And so I would say emotional agility is probably really tied to mental fitness um, and how we choose to process those things. So athletic directors, um, I would like to encourage to reach out to people who do this. There's coaches all over. There are sports psychologists we know. They've been working with the pros for, for eons, it seems. It seems like that's been around forever. Um, but I'll give you an example. My, my, my uh, 15-year-old, gosh, he'll be 16 in two weeks. And he's a sophomore and we got an email from the athletic director who I, you know, is really great. I love all the coaches there and said, they're going to add some more things to support their athletes. And I thought this is awesome. And they're going to add um, more open kind of times to the weight room so that players can go in season or out of season and they will make sure they have staff there. So I'm guessing these are right coaches who know what to do and what not to do with weight training, because we know that athletes who are strong with their muscles are going to do better in the game. They're protected more against injuries, right? We're supporting the whole athlete. I would like to see mental training as just a part of that additional offering that we give them, right? They don't just go to practice. We go to all these things. And if schools can start offering it as well, whether it's singularly, right? Offering it for uh, services like somebody like me for one-on-one -on -one trainings. Um, I really love doing team trainings because now you get the whole team and the coach on board. Um, and if we can kind of top down that, right? And we make our environment that entire way. And I would imagine that coaches are held accountable sometimes to an athletic director for results as well. I mean, coaches know what it feels like to have to deliver. Um, they know what their players feel like that when they have to deliver, we all feel like that. And if we could add the mental aspect to that um, and teach that as a part of our culture, right? Our culturally, what did we learn from this season versus wins and losses? Those are important. And I get that. 
we're never going to get rid of outcomes. But what else did you get besides wins and losses? Because if we didn't get more than that, then I wonder why we're doing it at all, right? So in the end of the day, you, you and me, we're proof positive, just of our games will end in this way at some point. And if we didn't part with anything else, you know, I'll talk about all the time, um, you know, what do we learn from team sports, teamwork? What do you learn from sports? Sportsmanship, discipline, grit, resilience. I love those things. Um, those to me are better than being 48 years old and still being able to strike a ball correctly. Don't get me wrong. I love doing that. I love knowing I can do that, but I don't use that skill every day. I use these skills every day. And if I, if you were to tell me or an AD or somebody were to say like, Hey, Jen, there's like only one skill you get to pick your kids are going to walk away with through college and after college, it's not going to be how they strike a ball. It's not going to be how many home runs they hit. It's awesome. But bragging rights only last you so many years, right? If it, it, what, what I want to know is, did we also improve the human beings we are? Did we also improve how we handle adverse adversity? And sports is such a great way to hand all those lessons to our kids and let them work on that. And truth be told, the results typically follow. A mentally fit team who maybe is just as good as this other team but can mentally process and together focus on failure recovery and all those important things, they're going to come out on top more times than not with outcomes anyway. Yeah. I mean, you covered a lot of really cool topics. Uh, and again, right there at the end, you know, that team that comes out on top, a lot of times, you know, you know, you and I, or other people will look at that and say, Oh, well, they've got the best, players or they've got the best coach or they they do all these things well maybe one of the reasons they come out on top is that coach that ad that program has spent some time on the mental aspects of the game to bring all those other things together um uh again the the th characteristics that you're talking about that you know some of the goals of athletic participation um you know our national organization the the niaa and all the state uh, associations here in florida it's the fiaa we talk about this idea or this philosophy or this goal of educational athletics um and it's not I love a that. it's not a bet we're better than club or we're better than travel but we say it's different you know it's it's sports that take place in an educational environment and to that point we're not meeting our goals and our objectives if if our coaches and our ADs are not doing whatever they can to promote, as you say, mental fitness, mental performance uh, in our student athletes. Um, um, I, I find myself uh, sometimes thinking back. You talked about you know they didn't have this when you and I were were playing. Uh, certainly not. Uh, I remember the movie uh, The Natural with Robert Redford. Yeah. 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 And they had the, uh, they had their version of a mental performance coach come in and his great speech God, losing think about that. is a disease and right. uh, how they, the players were just tuning it out. Uh, again, we need to do a much better job than that at, at bringing mental performance, mental fitness into the game. Um, I'm not trying to cut you off, uh, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, and find out more about mind to define, find out more about mental performance coaching, and maybe, you know, schedule, uh, you know, a visit from uh, the pro herself, Jennifer Cease. 
Uh, how do they do that? How do they get in touch? Sure. With you? you can find my, me on Mind to Define on all the socials. Well, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And then my email is just simply Jen, one N, I'm a one N, Jen, at mindtodefine.com. And then, you know, my website is www.mindtodefine.com. And I have a contact form there that um, sends pretty nicely and I seem to get them. And I do get people coming in that way. Um, and I know we don't have much time um, left, but uh, for me, you know, if we can increase the chances, whether we're in the educational environment or clubs, it doesn't matter if we can increase the chances of better mental health with prevention and management, right? So we want to get to the problem before it's a problem. So it's prevention and management and coping. It's simply coping skills sometimes as well. And if we can add those things daily to our practices, maybe every once in a while, special event training, those kinds of things, I think we're going to find that the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, right? We're going to find that outcomes are going to also, you know, if you get the right talent and recruitment is important and the ability to play and be athletic, got to have those. But when you have all those and when you get to a certain level, you're always going to have all those. The, the difference maker is that, you know, and, the, and if we can turn out mentally fit athletes who then can take on whatever the world wants to hand to them, I think, man, sports is just more than sports. And I, I love it for what it is. And I um, love it for what it could be. Mental performance uh, on its own. It, it's uh, a goal we all need to be working to help our student athletes achieve. Jennifer Cease, Minded Fine. Thanks it. so much for joining us Thank again you. on uh, Wednesday Wisdom. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. For listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Come back again next Wednesday for more Wednesday wisdom and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We want to thank all of our podcast sponsors that help make Wednesday wisdom possible. Um, hometown Ticketing the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Uh, Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Uh, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. Let them show you how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments by going to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Uh, we also want to thank Huddle. At Huddle, we power sports. Go to huddle.com to talk to their experts. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We'll see you next week on Wednesday Wisdom and just about every day for the Educational AD Podcast.